Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about adding truck or pin pull to your run game and talk about some common use RPOs off that. This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. Now, a lot of teams uh, call this, you know, different, uh, this running play different. Uh, People call it buck sweep. Some people call it truck. Some people call it pin pull. Uh, A lot of different things uh, that that people call it. But the the gist of the play is the same thing. You know, this is uh, a run, and the nice thing about this run is you can use this run in a a 10 personnel set. You can use this run in a – uh, an 11 personnel set with an attached tight end. Uh, you can run this uh, play with uh, an 11 personnel set with an H-back. Uh, you know, when you start teaching these rules, uh, basically I want to talk first about uh, a 10 personnel. So 10 personnel uh, with, with no tight end, obviously. And, uh, you know, we basically teach our kids uh, a couple of different rules. Uh, the base rule is if you have a down block, take it. Now, this, this play is all about angles. And this play can probably be traced back to uh, wing T and, and some of those things, but I think a lot more people are putting this into their uh, run game in, in, a, in a spread look. But if you if you if you have a down block, take it. Uh, it's all about angles. If you don't have a down block, you're going to pull. Uh, now the only uh, uh, I guess change you would say to this is the play side tackle. If the play side tackle has a five technique, I think a lot of the times the play side tackle what he's going to do. Uh, is he's going to have to reach that guy. So it's going to be kind of just like a uh, – uh, it's going to be kind of like uh, an outside zone or a wide zone step for him. He's going to try to reach that guy. And then the first puller is going to be responsible for the force player. All right, so, uh, again, if you know this is a play that really, really works good against a lot of those teams that are trying to run that tight front now, which is the, the two four eyes because you got a pretty nice little down block there. That's a B-gap defender. And then you got two pullers with your guards. Now, what we've done in the past in terms of install is, uh, you know, we've kind of installed these on separate days. But what we're starting to look at now is we're really not going to take, uh, you know, wide zone or stretch uh, and pin pull into uh, the same game. And the reason, I'll, the reason I'll try to explain that to you is, you know, if we look at film, and we have a team that has a, let's just say, a really good five technique who's really coached uh, to to fight the reach, all right? If he's a guy who's taught to fight the reach, then then we're going to run a uh, wide zone as much as we can, and we're just going to reach him and stretch that inside gap and stretch that hole. Uh, you know, if, if we're trying to run pin-pull and we're stretching him or reaching him, uh, then, you know, we're going to have an issue where our pullers are not really going to be, it's going to be hard to get on, on the the force defender now one thing i will say is in the past we've had teams that we play that are really really good at squeezing so what we've done if we get a three and a five to the same side and that's the play side all right we've taken that tackle and blocked him down on the three technique and then now the five really squeezes him hard and the guard pulls and logs that five technique so that's one of the things you can do as an adjustment uh, to that, you know, we've we've done that in the past, but again, I think if you're if you're trying to take wide zone into a game, uh, you know, it's it's going to be because you know we can really 
you know, widen and stretch that five technique out. Now, if we look at the tape and figure out, okay, this is a five technique or they're in a tight front, this is a guy we can reach, right? So if we can reach him and get to the edge, then we obviously want those pullers to be coming out. So the first puller, we're going to reach that five technique, get him pinned inside. And then the, the first puller is going to come out and whoever the force player is, whether it's your outside linebacker, whether it's a, uh, a half the field safety who's coming down, whether it's a, a, a stack linebacker, whoever the force player is, he's going to be the first person to kick. All right. Your second puller is going to be responsible for your uh, inside linebacker who's play side. So if it's a, let's just say you're running, you're facing a team that's a, that's running a, a, a 4-2 and they've got their their Sam or their 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 field player set uh, to the to the force side, uh, to the side of your five technique that you're coming and pulling. So then your first puller is going to end up kicking that force player out. Your second puller is going to end up getting the front side linebacker to that play. Now, a lot of you are probably thinking to yourself, well, what are we going to do about that backside linebacker? Because, you know, this is a play that, that if this play works right, uh, that backside linebacker should be making that play quite a bit because especially if he's getting, you know, against a three down front, if he's getting uh, a pulling guard right in front of him. So we will throw off that and we'll talk about that, what we add to that a little bit later in this podcast. So basic rule for a three down front, uh, you got two pullers. Uh, again, take the, da- take the down block, take the angle. Uh, if you have a four down front, and you have no attached tight end or no attached H-back, all right, then you're going to basically have one puller. So this is going to almost, I guess you would say, depending on the front you get, if you get a three and a five to the to the play side, this is going to almost look kind of like a kind of like a one-back power, I guess you would say, but uh, not you know specifically with it because you got a little bit more flat uh, action in the backfield. Uh, by you, but you're going to have one puller, and now that puller is going to be responsible for the the. If he's a backside puller, he's going to be responsible for an inside linebacker. If he's a frontside puller, then I would again say force. And I think you need to teach your kids where the force is coming from and the defense you're playing and what you're doing. You know, we have a period where if we know we're going to play a three down front, we're going to have a period each week where we run our four down front plays. And you know, how many times have you gotten to a game and you, you know, you've practiced against three down all week, and all of a sudden this team feels like they're better prepared for four down. Maybe somebody got injured, and they're in a four down front now. So, you know, you don't want your kids to be unprepared, all right? So we're going to make sure that our kids understand the number of pullers, and we talk to them about that all the time, especially during install. Now, the next thing, when you add a tight end, okay, when you add a tight end, you're going to have to teach that tight end the same thing as you would your front side uh, tackle. So if you've got a nine technique, uh, that tight end is going to reach the nine, and now your inside puller, you're going to automatically be able to have more pullers. So you can get, if you really want to, you can get up to three pullers uh, against a three-man front with that nine technique or outside backer walking up, and you can get two pullers for sure when you go to a tight end set. Now, a lot of people will run this with their H-back to the play side just to kind of help on that, and now your H-back can kind of chip the five to make sure that that tackle can get him reached and now your h-back can go out and get on the force so we do that sometimes just like we would with uh with wide zone but more often than not we're going to take our h and we're going to attach him to the back side of the play and so the, our, our h is now going to be our our rpo guy uh against that look 
So what we're going to do with him is we're going to run, uh, you know, a pop pass, which is just his rule. Basically, I've heard some people call it a hole pass or a grass pass. He's going to read that backside linebacker, and he's going to replace that backside linebacker. So if the backside linebacker is getting a pull in front of him in his face, then he's going to settle in that area right behind him. It's like an old-school tight end dump. And I know you see a lot of people running this uh, this play all the time. They run it with a tight end. They run it with an H-back, or they run it with a number two receiver. So our first adjustment is going to be to take that tight end or H-back to the backside of the play and just release them in there where that backer's at. Now our quarterback's going to read that backside linebacker for either the give or the throw. All right. You can also run this exact same play out of a two-by-two two set, whether you're a condensed person or whether you are a regular. All right. Just, again, teach your guy to get in that hole on the pop pass. All right. Now, we will also do sometimes what we call a pop switch route. All right. And so basically what we're doing, let's say that you've got two guys to the left and you're running pin-pull to the right. All right. We'll take the inside receiver and run him on kind of like a an inside fade. All right, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to mess with that, that outside linebacker to the left-hand side. We'll take the single receiver and undercut, all right, that. So it's kind of like an automatic rub route or pick route because, you know, if you throw enough of these pop routes, you're going to start seeing teams that take that safety and they set them on that pop route really hard. And they say, all right, linebacker, you go chase and you go make the play against the run. The safety will sit on the backside, and he'll make that play on the pop. So as soon as the guy catches it, he's going to hit it, or he's going to try to come up underneath and rob that. So our answer to that is we're just going to put that inside guy on an inside fade, which takes that safety out of the play. If it doesn't, then it's a touchdown because your guy's running down the field with nobody on him. All right? And if he can take that safety out with him, now you're reading the linebacker again to the to the to uh, away from the – play side to the back side and now you're bringing that receiver underneath so those are you know two routes that we run a lot and get a lot of mileage off of those and i'm sure you know we're not reinventing the wheel or doing anything that a lot of other people don't do but that's just kind of how it is you know i really really like uh pin pull for the for the throw because i think anytime you can get pulling guards that are you know pulling and you get full action away from it you're going to get a lot more uh throws into that zone uh, now, coaches, you know, I know a lot of you guys attach things to uh, RPOs to everything. You can attach hitches to this if you want to. Uh, you can attach a stick route to this if you want to. You can attach slants. Uh, you know, I know some people some people attach fade out. Now, we, uh, we teach fade out, to be honest, as a relief throw. We want the ball out of the box if we've got, you know, if we got fade out called and we got the overhang defender uh, sitting inside of our number two receiver, then that for us is kind of an automatic relief throw because, you know, if you watch football long enough, you're going to see no matter what defense people are trying to play, they're trying to take those apex players, those overhang players, and make you think that they're playing the pass, but they're going to play the run. And how do you, you know, you've got to either stack your receivers up or if you got to get really, really wide splits, you got to figure out a way to make those guys not be the ones that can hurt you against the run and turn around and be able to play the pass. So that's why, you know, we've in the past on this podcast, I've talked about uh, stacking your receivers up. I've talked about uh, wide splits, you know, not necessarily just stacking them, but going one beside the other just to make those guys, uh, you know, determine. And we throw a lot of bubbles. So if we're going to go 
uh, stack two up on the outside and they're going to put one out there with it, then that's going to be an automatic throw for us. So, uh, you know, not, not anything, again, earth shattering, but I just think that uh, if you're looking to put plays in and you're looking to, to work with those things, I would recommend, you know, not taking uh, wide zone and not taking pin pull into every game that you're seeing. Basically this year what we're going to try to do, we're playing, uh, you know, a, a, a shortened season, but we're playing in, starting in February. Basically what we're going to try to do is we're going to make sure that we've got three runs against a four-down front and three runs against a, a, a three-down front. And some of those runs will carry over like wide zone, like counter, uh, but we're going to run a little bit more one-back power, I guess, against four-down fronts, and then a little more pin-pull against three-down fronts. So that just gives you a kind of an idea of what we're thinking, uh, just trying to get as good as the things we can. And the most important thing, I think, is your kids up front, making sure that they're comfortable with what they're doing. So, uh, uh, Coaches, I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast uh, today. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter is at FB Coaches Corner. You can email us at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. I'd love for you to visit our website. I have a lot of traffic on our website and quite a few people uh, looking at our video scout checklist and our game planning templates in the past uh, couple of weeks with the season coming up for some of you. Uh, if you're in an off season, uh, you know, I would, I would uh, challenge you to go, coaches, and look at our video scout checklist. This is a great way to go back and scout yourself after the season's over. Or if you have a young coach that you, you need to, to teach more about how to watch video, I think this uh, these checklists really do a great job of uh, you know kind, kind of teaching them what to look for. Uh, our website is footballcoachescorner.com. Uh, we also have some free downloads and access to our previous podcast on there. Uh, if this is your first time listening, coaches, uh, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review and a rating. Uh, these reviews and ratings help move our podcast up the rankings. Uh, feel free to share our podcast with anyone that you feel would enjoy it. Uh, if you have topics that you'd like for us to cover, you know, I, it, we're kind of in a weird situation. Uh, the majority of the United States coaches have already finished, so they're going into their off season. Uh, some coaches are still getting ready to start their season, and some coaches are in limbo about what's going on. So, But if you have any questions about any topics maybe you'd like for us to cover, uh, just hit us up through Twitter or email, and we'll be glad to get to those topics. Uh, coaches, Thanks again for listening, and until next time, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.